If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Speak the Truth Podcast. I am your co-host, Matt Tardio. Rob's still out right now. He's out fishing in Florida. Got on a special guest for you guys today. His name, well, we're going we're gonna to keep his last name out of it, but his first name's Eric. He's a personal buddy of mine. I served with him when I was in the Honor Guard in Washington, D.C. He was actually one of my first team leaders that I had. He taught me a lot of And it's fun because, like, the co-host on this podcast, Rob, right, co-hosts, Rob, was, I was actually, like, his first squad leader. And so it, I love the fact that we're able to do that, like militarily speaking, and, and get like a bunch of that stuff out there. Eric, um, Eric was on the ground, 9-11 in the Honor Guard. Like I said, we both served together in Washington, D.C. And I'm going to do my best to let him tell his tale um, of what was going on there. And first and foremost, Eric, I want to thank you of actually coming in and talking about this. I know it's not an easy thing to talk about. And, you know, when I first started talking about my experiences and the different things that I've been through and my struggles with PTSD um, on other people's podcasts. Um, it's nice to have other people that are actually willing to come on and talk about that. So for that, sir, I thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, bro. Uh, remember you when you were just what? 18. Oh yeah. I was a little, yeah. I was a little turd back in the day. I was a little turd back in the day. <laughs> and I remember even so like, yeah. I remember when I first showed up to the honor guard and like we were setting our uniforms up, it was you and rakes and like rakes was giving me crap because I had on the G watt service medal. And he was like, dude, you were not. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you are not supposed to have that on your uniform. He's like, only the guys that were there on nine 11 are, are yeah. authorized that medal. And I was like, actually they put us, they put it on all of us yeah. in basic training. We, at that time, at that time we didn't, we didn't, uh, no, it was a blanket. It was it was in the works to be a blanket ribbon. So, but originally you had to get it an expeditionary one. No, but we well what we were told is like just the guys here at Pentagon, like search and rescue, remains and recovery. Um, you know, mo- a lot of us got that medal. I don't know. That was one of those things as a new guy to like show up and have that medal on my uniform. And then to have guys like you and rakes, that would be like, you didn't earn that. Why are you wearing it? And for me just to be like, I feel like a complete, like I am not worthy. I feel like a turd. It's a, it's a different kind of like earn. Let's go over that word earn. You earn your right to be there, but you didn't graduate to the level to, you earn different steps, but that was our, you know, we we were there together, and we witnessed it together. It was something that it's like, hey, this is reminds me of us. You, we were all there. We shared the experience, and then seeing other people coming in, it was just, it was like, uh, it's like the Rangers game, the beret taken away from. Them. I was just thinking the same thing, the black beret, man. It's, it, I, I didn't when I went in. I was there during the transition from soft, uh, soft covers, the you know the the C caps. Yep, and. Uh, all that stuff and a bunch of politicians and try to save money on whatever. Yeah. And get a hundred thousand berets from China where they can buy them there is cheaper than making hats. I Anyways, wish, I wish I still had mine, like the C cap. 
because we had a nickname for it. Um, it's, oh, yeah. We're, we're just – I'm not going to say it because Charles is going to end up having to blanket it out anyways, but it's a word for a female body part that's often used yeah. as a derogatory term towards women. So, that's what we used to call those caps. It was a derogatory term, cap. <laughs> they look They look like a old World War II looking one. Yes. I still have mine. I might have to go pull it out of my Oh, I'm so jealous. Face. I'm not putting it on. <laughs> oh, man. For the nat- Everybody knows about nat- the National Defense Medal. I think that's service-wide, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, each branch. Yep. And the- so everybody starts with that. that- that's the first one. And if they don't get shit, usually they get on the third year, they get a good conduct ribbon. Yep. So it's just all merit. That's what all this stuff is. If you have fillers, then... You got recognized as being, you know, doing your duty. Yep. You got recognized. That's that's what the medals are. It's not, it's not to showboat. It's to remind you of this. This is who I am. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Like I remember talking to you guys back in the day. Like I remember talking little bits to you guys back in the day and hearing little bits and pieces about what had happened during that time frame. And I didn't understand how long it was and the particular things. Like when I read that article that you sent me like a little bit ago and I went through it, I was like, holy sh! Like that is so much more significant than what I remember hearing, you know? And like it, it really like that. Really? Yes. Like I, and I, I shared it with, I shared it with Charles, the camera guy, you know, I shared it with Charles and Charles was like, holy hell. It is like a complete side of this war on terror that has never been, in my opinion, properly told. And so that's kind of like, for the couple hundred of you guys that were actually uh, there that... Maybe maybe it wasn't the origin. Uh, because earlier we were talking, it was the origin of our current war, but it's not the origin of terrorism to say, but in that region, when American side, when outside forces got involved for their own agenda, it was a catalyst. 9-11 was a catalyst that almost dude it was a huge catalyst for every like even today even today like what's going on in syria what's happening in afghanistan right now like none of that stuff would be where it's at without that event to have taken place and what kills me is the conspiracy theories behind it they drive me insane i have i have defended so many times about people that are trying to talk about a cruise missile hitting the pentagon or explosives being placed in the twin towers and all this other ridiculous shit and yeah, I, I can't. I, you know, yeah, I, I know about the tragedy in New York. You know, the towers being hit by airplanes up there, you know, coming down. To so the details that you know, these fine tooth combs, uh, conspiracy theorists try to make their own shit up. It's, uh, I mean, you go, go get as deep as some line lighting from our own units and. I don't know what their agenda is. I, I want to think that the disassociation mentally for him has messed him up this much, but start spreading shit that all of the other, his other brothers, other guys that were with him, are like, what are you doing? We were standing right there with you. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, I mean, we're going to, let's talk about that part. That I had my hands on in New York that I saw that um, they put me in the museum. Anyway, go ahead. So say, let's talk about that part in a little bit, man, because I, I definitely want to talk about the disassociation part and everything that like the actual impacts that this kind of stuff has on people. But what were you doing that day? Like, what were you doing that morning? No, that morning we were, uh, 
we were just uh, rehearsing. Uh, we were uh, on Alpha Company, which is, was at the time at Fort McNair, Fort Leslie Day McNair. We were doing our, some training on Fort Myer across the river in Virginia. And uh, we heard that morning that something happened. I think we were like acting on the bus, the Bluebird. Yeah. Go, 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 going from Nair to Meyer at, right after breakfast. And we just heard news that one of the towers got hit. Or, it, dude, it's so fucking fuzzy. I, I got to tell you this. I was at, behind McNair, or behind the, the Blue Onion, uh, Meyer on Meyer. The big water tower you used to call the Blue Onion. Yeah. Yeah, behind Connie Hall. I was going to say, it was over by I was, standing, I was standing in the back with a bunch of other Joes, and we were just listening to the radio. Henry Baghdad, and he's like, what the hell are you guys listening to? But um, another plane hit in New York. And uh, like, man, we were talking. We were talking shit at the time. Like, man, if this really was a terrorist attack, they'd be coming headed straight to D.C. Which is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, at that exact moment. And um, you can you hear it, you feel it. Some of the guys saw the airplane, you know, ran inside of you know, much of formation. What's going on? Head count, blah, blah, blah. But nobody said, you know, we were instantaneously happening. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're military, so, you know, it's not zero to 60, it's zero, zero to a thousand. It's zero to and a thousand, it, and then just a standstill sometimes. Like, yeah. holy shit this just yeah. happened grab accountability and then it's like pause yeah it's like pause make sure you got your gears up everything and just be on you know that was our posture for a long time was just stay alert you know and it's when i read that article that you had talked about right because the what you just described was like having that airplane that came by and feeling it hit the pentagon and you guys get accountability on fort meyer Fort McNair is in Washington D.C. Fort Myers is actually in Virginia, so it's across the river. It's right across the right across the river. Right, so people and, don't really know the area. It's not. Like, it's right across the river. And so you guys got ordered so, to go back to McNair. Yeah, we uh, we were told to get battle you know, full battle rattle. Everybody needs to be full battle rattle. Yep. You know what that means is full gear gear up. Yep. So we uh, get on the one of the buses to go across. We couldn't go through the main road because everything was gridlocked. Well, yeah, there's, I mean, there was two ways to get back there. If I remember right, there's Uh, essentially two ways to get back there. One leads you past the Pentagon, which would be completely and totally f***ed at that point. And then what you were saying, Memorial Bridge. Yeah, well, before we get, okay, there's Memorial Bridge and the other one by that uh, fish market. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one we'd run past and hate our lives, yeah, yeah. That's why my run time is so fast. Was it the 14th Street Bridge? Probably. Was just, was that, I don't remember what it was called. Supermarket. Anyways, we were, um, when we got head count, we, everybody had all these, jumped back on transport and went through Arlington National Cemetery. Yep. <laughs> this is the, I think it's the only time buses, any, any vehicle has gone over 50 miles an hour or maybe 60 miles an hour to a national cemetery. That's, I think you, we're under attack. Yeah, you guys were ripping through <laughs> like, AMC. So, like, those that don't know, like, in order to get, like, the backside of Arlington National Cemetery leads you straight to Memorial Bridge so you can cross back over the Potomac. And obviously the cemetery, there's not going to be gridlock traffic in there, so it makes sense to go that way because you're beating it. Yeah, it, it, it was very – our chain of command really uh, did a great job, I think, looking back, you know, 
but we we couldn't do anything with what we had. We were, we were told we were under attack. No, no, so and in fact, the country was under for attack. A, for a, I mean, the the nine eleven thing's bad enough too, but preceding that, the whole nation doesn't know what the hell's going on. The military community is freaking the fuck out. Mm-hmm. The area, the military communities in the area where it got hit, are freaking out the most. Like, there's more coming. That's all we we know. So and we're like, uh, what the fuck am I going to do if an airplane? There's not an invasion. And there was another but, flight heading south at the time. And you guys yeah, are in a military. And you guys are in a military installation, like close enough to when the plane hit the Pentagon, you can feel it. Like I've been in that situation, but at that. You know, not here stateside, but like you can feel it, and there's other stuff on the way. Yeah. Like that in itself is a mental, f- like just the having. It's like psychologically, there's this ba- low bass just playing, and your whole body's feeling like it's resonating, and like not fear. I mean, if operating on fear is you need a little fear. It's not your overconfidence, but the it's sort of adrenaline. You're so honed onto your training. That you're not really thinking about the ramifications of what really just happened, or even just think about anything. I was tw- I was 21, and I know all you guys are turning 21 because you're all men. But Mm-mm. when you're 21, you're at your prime. Good for you, but mentally, you're still like there's just loads to learn. But all this stuff that happened to that group of people is just like grow the fuck up fast and. I don't know. I don't think I was ready for it at the time. Let's give it a couple more years. I don't think anybody's ready for that at any at any point in their life. I mean, like to be perfectly clear about like the situation we're talking about, you're an infantryman by trade. You're in the honor guard in Washington D.C. Within a matter of hours, you have planes that are hitting the twin towers, and then one that slams into the Pentagon so close that you can hear it flying by and feel the explosion from it hitting the Pentagon. You and then you, people, up, yeah. then you get mustered up. Then you get mustered up, and you don't know what the hell you're going into. You don't know if you're going to no. have another plane fall on your fucking head, and you're probably concerned. Knowing you as a human being, you probably want to go and help. Like it's a it's a complete story. It's almost like a complete storyline between getting out of AMC and then hitting the the bridge that was closed off by police or military guys got us through, and so that from that point all the way back to. McNair and getting readied up, you know, like full gear. That almost is a diff- its own time frame. Like that's the other it, thing too. It, that pre like, pre touchdown, you know, pre nine eleven when we went in and saw the you know, played more power to you. And even reading that, like that, the, the traffic was so gridlocked that you guys actually got off the buses and ran back to McNair. Yeah. Which is insane, like, the level of dedication you guys had, and, like... A few miles back, I swear, I was, we were all running at a steady stick. What all were, of us. Not even thinking. Oh, what were you guys wearing? <laughs> we were wearing our uh, training outfits for uh, SOA. So, I won't, we'll, we'll go into the detail later. Oh, but, come on! Anyway. No way! Were you really... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to go into detail. That we'll, we'll have At least it wasn't steels, man. If you guys had steels on, that would have really oh, sucked. There, there, there were some dudes that had steels on that because we had to pull everybody from the company back. And some guys were like on special details or whatever, just around the hall. 
Steels, steels yeah, for those of you guys that are wondering, are like shoes with little, they're basically horseshoes on like on the, the back, and the back. On the back of your core fams, and then like one little tip on the front, and then they've got like cheaters on the inside to when you clack your heels together, they go bang. So like they're just shoes that are weighted down with steel to, to make you yeah. sound sexy when you walk. And on top the, of it, they're slippery as hell on concrete or on cement. Oh, yeah. I'd have probably taken them off and just ran, whatever. wanted to run barefoot. Holy hell. So you guys ran back yeah. to the bees. You guys get so we, back to the bees. back. We get, uh, we get ordered to get them full uniform. And there's a hurry up and wait situation. Then went to arms room. We we got stuff. And then we got posted around where we needed to be. So we, we, they put us on full bus out and put some security around the whole area, extending from opposite side of McNair to the opposite side of Myers and see some people got pull on special duty to pull security around Capitol, White House. I I don't I don't know. It, it was it was so crazy at that time. And um So they started sending troops and basically and it makes sense. They started sending troops. It's like they were acting like we were gonna get not invaded, but it was just such a what the rush, you know? Yeah. Like, go, 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 go. Yeah. And then we get there and then by the time we you know you're pulling security. We're watching your, watching your lane. You get, finally get to think, what's going on? <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm here. What happened between now and everybody get on the bus? And that's yeah, and that's like, such a surreal thing to go from like waking up one morning and being like, it's going to be another day, right? Like you woke up that morning, and you're like, it's just going to be another day. We're going to go knock out some ceremonial shit. Oh yeah, it's going to be another day. Oh, to buy PT in the morning. I mean, old guard is crazy about their PT, which is you know, props, you know, getting in shape for. But we did peach in the morning, like early, early morning, at chow. And then you, know, you think, okay, after that, after chow, you know, we do our, uh, a mission or two, come back, nair, um, work out a little more, <laughs> eat, lunch, and oh, I got another duty this afternoon. Okay, go do that, come back, that's your day. That's why you think it's like, or I mean, you, you get told in advance before we do training. So, Everything is pretty. You know, the thing I like about the military is it's very sequential. Um, but no, I, uh, getting called up, uh, you know, looking back, like what the f- happened between this morning and now. And that's, you know, dude, it's, and, I've, had those, I've had those days overseas, right? To where you're like, you wake up and it's a, it's, it's another day. And then at the end of the day, you're sitting back and just like laying back and looking at everything that happened and like trying to rack your brain around that. But that's something that you expect overseas. Like I couldn't imagine the impact on you that that would have happening well, in your I, safe I, space. Essentially, I, I, I tried to get some counseling from the VA, whatever. But what, what, when I got out, because they ask you before you get out, or they do a medical examination, you know, your exit valve. And you know, I, I told them, hey, I, I've had these frequent dreams, these nightmares. They're exactly what happened, and I have them like a couple times a week. Yeah, and this is back in 2004, so it's, this is only three years after, so it's still fresh. Even just listening to that, man, like I'm like, I'm just picturing it, I'm like rubbing my legs, you know, like it makes me uneasy just after reading it and putting myself in there, like, holy, so, I got a funny story. Like, uh, I started getting uh. Flashbacks got worse in 2015. 
you know, there's a delay in the VA actually with me. I got some people high up to help me out, which is that would eventually need help, which would help them. But um, I was crawling under, doing a lot of low crawling under all spaces and buildings. This is post army, and uh, I was a civilian working doing mechanical engineering. And in some scenarios, you have to go find out and investigate existing mechanical systems. Mm-hmm. So uh, I focused on my job. And at first, it wasn't bugging me crawling around, but I started having bad flashbacks. Of, there's, just, there's just too many triggers. Being in a dark space underneath, it's hot. Sometimes, you know, depending if you're in your boiler room, you're working on steam hot water lines or steam lines or you know, shafts and stuff are, are hot. And building materials, for me, 9-11, I think I knew everything about the interior of the building's makeup. Because it's blown to shit. You know, and when you reference it wake. being blown to shit, you're talking about the Pentagon. Yeah, the Pentagon, the wake Cause you got, of uh, the plane going through. You, But, no, I'm sorry. The, the nexus was, I had to get, I had to get to a different job. It, it was like, yeah. I, I can't do this. I, I mean, I said, I know what's happening. You know, I know what's causing it. You know, I, I like my job. You know, I was designing uh, mechanical plumbing. I enjoyed it. But you know, the things I had to do on the side, you know, the repercussions were worse. I finally went and talked to the VA again 14 years later. I believe it might be the first time. Um, I asked uh, um, for help. And this is taking forever, so I ended up writing Congress. I was like, hey, this is, this is everything's happened. Here's my military records. I'm trying to get help, and this is bullshit. I got denied. And uh, and you were you were specifically denied for PTSD from the VA? Military PTSD from the military related because it was, um, at first, it was non-combat. So because you had to fill out a form back in 2004, and it says theater word event occurred. Yep. United States. Right. It's like, I was like, no, no, no. What, what combat zone were you in? Um, I wasn't, yeah. and then I, it got denied. I was so mad. I, I, after I got that, that first time, that denial letter I put on a barbecue, it was a shit. I was so mad. And I tried following up and they sent me to some piece of shrink outside the VA for, um, uh, outside evaluation they're just there for just money a lot of them not all of them but and you're not doing justice for your veterans that way i think <laughs> i think the reason this is so important right like you and missed over a big important. chunk of your story and I, I get why you did but i i want to give you praise on it right like from what i read everybody that went back to the pentagon to help volunteered to do so yeah. You guys were not volunteer. you guys were not required to go and do that. And it was a volunteer deal. There was like the the impact of that day was so huge that it basically overwhelmed first responders. Like they weren't equipped to deal with that. And so no. you guys stepped well, up and went over there to help out. Well, not not as not us as first responders. We weren't trained for that and ready for that shock. Right. Which is That's what I'm saying cuz like but... Not only I mean you volunteered for the military. You volunteered as an infantryman, right? You volunteered for an old guard. 
but you you don't really expect that to be one of those things that you're going to have to deal with, right? Like you're mentally prepared to go to war, right? In your mind as a young kid when this happens, you're like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with combat. But that role specifically that you all filled in and volunteered again for to go in for your country was really not one that you were a trained to deal with and be required to do to me. That's a big deal, bro. Like, like that is a huge deal. Like the, like you guys were on the ground there for over 30 days going um, through all that. Some of us, some of us were there for 30 days. Yeah. And it's understandable for the people that weren't there for 30 days. And like even some of those iconic images. And I, the only reason I know this is from talking to you guys from back in the day. Like the flag being draped over the Pentagon? Yeah. Like big ass flag. <laughs> right. Yeah. All of those things it's was... Still, it, take, taking, taking the flag down, too, it, it, to me, it didn't, there was no really closure. And then, you know, as of late, what's happened there, there's still no closure. So. And even then, like, I don't feel like there was any closure on it. I feel like it was just on and brushed aside you know something that's taken such a huge chunk of your life and then and then after dealing with all of that like the shit that you guys saw in there like i've been through some shit and like just reading that article that you sent me bro like unimaginable absolutely unimaginable and then to go to the va who's supposed to be taking care of us and to have them deny you for what was that 2016 i think is when you, you sent me that letter that you wrote I mean, yeah, we're talking 15, 15, we're talking 15 years but, later, just to yeah. get 15 years, it was a minus three, so 12 years ago, out of service. That's true. So it took 12, 12 years for, and then this, this to all you guys that are just getting out, if you have issues, make sure you follow and you file it and it gets denied. Make sure you read the fine print because if it passes over a year, <clears throat> they're robbing you of what, what's entitled to you. Because even though I had it in writing, I had PTSD, the, the doctors diagnosed it in 2004, even though I didn't perfect my form, they denied it. But I was too young and dumb to really, really look into it further and understand, like, hey, well, I just need somebody that knows how to fill this shit out. Like, do, you know, go to DAV, go, go to American Legion. They have guys that will help you fill it out because they've been in the same boat. <clears throat> Anyways, I ended up having to reach out to Congress, and the Congress got taken care of by the by the end of the month. So that took fifteen years, or you know, twelve years. Here's the other thing and, and that it, I think you're missing, though, right? Like you, you did. You finally, after fifteen years, right after the event, twelve years after you get out, you finally did get get rating for what you just like. I don't want to say what you deserve, but like. No, you I got to, you got I, correctly I, rated through the VA. For I that. want them to admit it. I just want to admit yeah, it. like for them to deny what the fuck you guys had gone through. No, it's about the people that aren't there talking. That's it. No, you weren't there. You didn't see it. And then they're just trying to save money. I mean, not the I don't know. It's not about money. It's about them ponying up. It's a, and it's not even about like the recognition. I don't know how to describe it. It's about literally being like, own your. Well, the thing is, the VA gives me gives me medication and shit to help me with stuff. To make it, this is the best asymptotic answer. 
are your issues tolerable? That's subjective. Are my issues tolerable? Are they as bad as they were at their peak in 2016? No. Do I still have issues? Yes. Do I take medication for them? Yeah, thank you. But It doesn't make it go away, though. That's the thing. It just doesn't make it go away. They give give training, you know, and, you know, all the breathing techniques, you know, mindfulness when you try to taste your food and shit. I mean, hey, might work on some people, but that Jedi is not working on me. Uh, Call me hard-headed or what. My dogs are great, and I think that's just, like, the number one thing for me is going down and not thinking, you know, if I start thinking about it, it snowballs quick. So, like, this morning I wasn't thinking about it, and... I'm always open to talk to you girls about anything. So it is, it is a big I, uh, issue. It's like 9-11, 9/11 is almost getting washed under. I would, I would take it a step further as for what the VA needs to do for y'all. It's, it's not that many people, and not just the VA, but the government itself, right? Like 100% what you dealt with that day. Like those emotions, you, and I don't want you to downplay it, right? Because like 100%, those emotions and everything that you dealt with that day is the same thing troops dealt with overseas. Well, see, that's, that's guys, a hard thing for a lot of the guys that... You know, because you're, also, what, like, fucking stateside? Even, 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 even though I got denied compensation, I know a lot of you guys are after compensation, but the VA wasn't paying for you know, proper uh, AAR groups, you know? He's like, well, I go sit in with a bunch of combat-hardened veterans, or that's what I thought. He's like, they're just as good as me. I talk about too, but, you know, they... You know, they had to do other shit, but everybody has, and all the military does is, I'm going to take those chemicals and give you a bunch of medication and dumb it down to where it's tolerable. There's only some, I mean, I said this yesterday. I said this, no, I said this yesterday, right? I said this yesterday on the podcast, on one of the episodes I was taping, like, there's only so much that you can take a pile of shit and polish it into a turd, right? Like, you can take a turd. And it's steaming, yeah. disgusting. Old, old and you could take it and you could like turd, roll it. Turd, your, shiny. You could round it in your hands and you could shine it up. But at the end of the day, it's still a ball of shit that you have to deal with, right? Like you still have this turd that you have to carry around with you. It's a more tolerable turd. It's a polished turd. It still smells like a turd, but at least it's more presentable of a turd. So what, I, what I'm trying to tell you, Eric, is like I, I think that the government needs to take it a step further for y'all because – hundred percent that area that you're in and the things that you're doing, you guys were absolutely under attack and you dealt with the aftermath of that attack for a very long time. And you're still <laughs> dealing with it to this day. Now there is a rating, right? That the VA has recently came out. with, And I think that they need to open it up to y'all. Like it, it's not that many of y'all. It's not that many. There, there was, what would you say? A couple hundred, probably about 300 max. And it's called, it's called combat related special compensation. And it says, due to the actions or whatever it is that you saw in combat and the injury or illness that you have being directly related to combat, you then get special compensation on top of that, right? And it allows you to do a couple other things with your money and how it gets waived in and everything else. And I know you're shaking your head saying, no, no, no. And this is, Eric, I've spent four years in combat. And after hearing and reading your story and the stuff that y'all had been through, the only reason I could see for it not applying is because they want to say that for some weird political agenda that the United States was an attack or, or that it wasn't happening. But that's a fact that that, that 
was brought here to U.S. soil, and you guys were right in the middle of it. I mean, right in the middle of it. Not just for a day, but for months after. And we didn't even talk about, like, the protective postures that had to take place at the Pentagon afterwards. You know, like, that place sure as if you went to the Pentagon, there was Humvees with 50 cows on it. Like, I'm not making this up. There's Humvees parked outside with 50 cows, sure. National Guard sure. troops sitting Mark, on them. Mark, uh, yeah. Mark 19s. Yeah. Yes. I'm not making this up. So for I, the last thing I want you to do, like as a human being, is to downplay the and the situation that you were in. And like, I absolutely applaud you for coming on and being like, look, this is what I dealt with. Like, I had to go through all this bullshit the VA denying me stuff for years. And it wasn't until Congress got involved that something got done with it. And I, and I actually remember yeah. hearing years ago that they were looking at declaring for that day, declaring that a combat zone for granting. Yeah, that's what they told us. We thought, but it's, it's something that you might not believe and that, that you might not think, but I'm telling you from my perspective, looking in, it's something that needs done. You know, we, this country gives billions of dollars away overseas, you know, to, to do all this shit for people that aren't even American citizens. And so when you have actual veterans that have been through combat situations, and in my opinion, that is a combat situation, not to grant them, right, recognition, that shit matters. I know you don't give a shit about the money, but like that shit matters for it to be properly recognized for what it is. We started a freaking 20-year war because of what you went through that day. Like, think about that. You guys, you guys, you guys dealt with a lot of that day. And I don't even like, I'm dead serious, man. I don't think people realize what you have, like what you guys went through, like dealing with all that. And I'm not going to, I'm not here to tell your story for you, you know, but like the shit that I've heard from you guys about what happened that day. And then to, when you told me that the VA had denied you for it, that about sent me, me off the deep end. All the other guys that I've talked to, same scenario. That shouldn't be a thing, man. That shouldn't be a thing for you or any other vet in this country. Obviously, if somebody is lying through their teeth, like that happens all the time. But like that's, I, I, I'd like to say that is one of the most well documented battles in American history. <laughs> like what went down that day, how they can deny that blows my fucking mind. Well, it wasn't a, I don't want to say battle. It was just an event, you know, like Pearl Harbor. You know that that was a battle. You know those, those guys. I mean, can't compare anything to that. But um, I just feel like with all of what's been going on in in the world right now, it's like that 9-11 stuff is being swept under the rug. And I don't think there's been a day where, I don't know, I'm not incriminating myself. I'm just saying this because I, I mean it. It's like, I remember September 12th, September 13th, a couple of days later, and I've never seen people be so American and supportive of each other and loving and attentive being present, you know, on the 12th after that shit happened. I agree. I haven't seen, I, I mean, I hate that I mean, that, that just like, you know, everybody just like, was aware. Like, hey, what the, they, they're attacking my backyard. I mean, on the West Coast, it's like, hey, they're attacking my backyard. That's mine. My people, you know, whatever. Like, but It's like anything else. Like, we might have our differences, but don't fuck. It's people, like. People waved at each other. Everybody, it's like, people find Flags. I was going to say, there was American flags on damn near, like, every car. They had every, them, like, sticking out of the car. windows. They had them hanging off houses. They had them f***ing everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, like, that level of patriotism has not been seen since. Not even close. If anything, I feel like this country has divided itself even further apart. Yeah, it, it has. There's people that just need to step up, and everybody needs to fucking step up, really. Not just some people. Everybody. People need to start being Americans again. 
I think I think one of the biggest issues that I have is people that put anything else to separate themselves in front of the word American. Well, anybody. So if you're born in America, you're American. I'm American. What was it, growing up? Yeah. You know, you're starting off what we fill out the different markers of what you are and stuff. Mm-hmm. Should that really matter? No. Okay, maybe age, but age has to do with an individual's maturity. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, what you identify as has nothing to fucking do. I don't care if you're I don't want to get political. By all means, bro, we get political all the time on here. If you want to get political, drop some politics because it happens all the time. Because honestly, people need to fucking hear it. The fucking pronouns, he, him, whatever. I can't get over yourself. Inventing stuff to make other people work harder. It doesn't make sense. It's like you just have more words written somewhere else. Nobody gives a Right. You know, be yourself. I don't care who you are. Be a good fucking human being. That's it. That's all we ask for. Be a decent American. I I, I got got called on another media thing, uh, racist, because I use this word. They're developing this property next to us. Cool. Happens. They had more money than I did. If I could buy all this property, I would. The comments I wrote, I enjoyed the view while we had it. I hope we get some decent neighbors. Everybody has a right to decent neighbors. Decent. The word decent. Even though it might be subjective to where you live. You don't want matter. an asshole moving in next door to you. I don't want an asshole moving in next door. It doesn't matter if they're purple and alien. I, don't, I want some decent, nice people. Nor Be was cool. there a hint of a racist statement. I in... got called a fucking racist. For what? It is a fucking troll trying to like get people to talk about that shit. All those trolls out there trying to date people to talk about race. Or, you guys are continuing this shit. Just let it go. I wanted a fucking decent neighbor when I lived in Georgia and I bought my first house and I had a guy that moved in. Like he was he was in a house next door to me. It was a brand new subdivision and there wasn't a fence up in between our yards. And because nobody had lived in my house, I was the first one to own it. He had a couple dogs and he would let the dogs run around and shit my yard from time to time, right? Like he just let them go out and, and like shit the yard. So I got sick of it and I put up a fence. Before I put up the fence, I went over to him and I asked him if he would, I asked him oh, if please, he would please, participate please, or like <laughs> contribute to the money for that side of the fence that he shares with yeah. me. He it's said, no, the good neighbor fence, right? It's being <laughs> a good neighbor. Are you going to contribute to the fence that goes along your property? He, he told me, no, the, hold on, bro. The, okay, hold on. No, the, you have to hear this. He, this, this fucking guy tells me, no, I, I, I got triggered over having a decent neighbor. So this guy tells me, no, I come home one day from work and he was a captain in the army too. And when he went to go introduce himself to me, I'm like standing in my front yard with like my blouse off, just standing there. And he walks up to me and he's like, Hey, I'm captain. So-and-so I was like, my name is Matt. And if you want to go by captain, you can get on your own fucking lawn. Right. <laughs> That's so so funny. this dude, <laughs> this dude, like, so this dude, after denying and refusing to pay for like a portion of this fence, right. Doesn't want to pay for his portion you. of the fence, hires <laughs> the same dude that I hired to build my fence. And I come home from work one day and this guy is fixing to tack onto my fence. And I was like, don't you do it. I was like, I swear to God, if you drive it, because I set the fence line back by like four inches to make sure he couldn't claim a damn thing. So I was like, if you tack onto my fence, if you come into my property, I will be out here with a fucking chainsaw and a heartbeat, and I will cut that fucking thing down. Don't you fucking dare. I was like, that dude owes me like 1500 bucks if he wants to tack onto this fence. He can kiss my ass. And you can tell him I said that. I came home from work one day with this guy. I don't know why I'm raging about this guy. But decent no, no, neighbor, because all you're like, asking for is somebody not like this guy. Yeah, and and I, and really, I guarantee I, I, you, in your mind, you're not going. Ah, I wonder what race this gentleman was. I came no, home from work one no. day. I came home from work one day, 
right? And I like I park in my driveway and there's this big like dog turd in my yard. And I was like, what the f dude? Like, keep your dogs in your own yard, in your own grass, and pick it up. This guy like happens to be pulling in the driveway at the same time as me. And I'm like looking at this dog turd and he gets out of his car. He's like, Hey dude, your dog shit in my yard again. And he's like, Oh, he's like, just let me know whenever it craps in the yard, I'll come over and pick it up. I was no. like, Oh, is that how it works? I was like, okay, I'll tell you what, buddy. I was you like, I'll tell you what, buddy, you, you let me know. know. You let me know. I was like, what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to walk over to your yard and I'm going to start squatting and crapping in your yard. And when you find it, you let me know and I'll come over and pick it up. How's that sound? That's your dog. That's your responsibility. That's your sh that you made to the dog because you bought the food that's right now. So you go pick it up and bring it back. All you want there, is a, a decent <laughs> neighbor. It's not a racist statement. Like, come on, America. Get over yourselves. No. But it's like, you know, I, they're gonna, the people that move in there in the future, they're going to have a great view. They're going to enjoy what we have here where I'm at when they move here. They're going to enjoy the same views that we have. So I'm happy for them. You know, if they can afford the houses, good for them. They did something right, you know? Yeah. But when I hear people saying, like, uh, why, why are you upset at school again? They aren't changing the infrastructure of, like, the roads. The, you know, traffic patterns going to increase on my dead-end streets. You know, I know it's part of a master plan and stuff. But I'm more upset at the developers because they took this really small property. I call it small out here. So they're putting 240 homes on it. Single story. Yep. Average family. You got to have at least three to have a child minimum three people living in that household usually in this this area and uh that's a lot of cars and they got narrow streets when they have parties and stuff i don't want them you know yeah, city property in front of my house but no i'm assuming it's pretty quiet yeah. where you're at nobody, and that's how you've envisioned it. it for a while and you just want to have decent neighbors and I, you just want to keep I, your center i, I wanted I, I wanted to get to this relaxing area work to get here you know they've worked to get where they at so I, i'm just messing up the storm it doesn't matter <laughs> Well, I hope I get decent neighbors. You will. I have no doubt you'll get decent neighbors, bro. I, uh, yeah. Eric, we have to do this again sometime. I don't know why, yeah. but we have to. I, th I think we should I, just do a vent rant or a vet rant. Vet rant. A vet rant because people need to hear that too. I, I, I thoroughly believe it. So Next time I'll, uh, I'll try to get my, my thoughts together a little bit more precise on the whole 9-11 thing. I think I, I'll start jumping around because I was just really not wanting to dive too deep into it i can see it you know i've yeah, been there myself just, you could ask me certain it, questions it, it, about it mine i would hard. feel the same way it's like i'll be like hey you know you can hold up get out well eric yeah. it's time for you to say bye to the people you got about 30 seconds left and then i gotta cut it out thanks everybody whoever watches this take care Thanks for stopping in, bro. I, I I really love you. Don't go anywhere. I'm just going to yeah. sign off from here, and then we're going to chat. All right, everybody. Thanks for Good. stopping in with Speak the that. Truth Podcast. I'm Matt Tardio. Thanks for listening to my buddy Eric tell his story, and he's walking away like a – okay. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's back. Okay. Peace, love, happiness. God bless everybody. I'll see you next time.